Good afternoon, everybody. It's Saturday, the 25th of July. And yes, it's been a while since we've had an opportunity to get together and talk. Um, a lot of things has been taking place. And, you know, I hope that you have been living your best life. Um, as I always like to say here, a 30-minute life coach, love more, laugh often, and live on purpose. Today, I just want to ask you a question. And the question may seem um, kind of like, okay, well, why are you even asking me this? But it's something that we all um, do and things that we all kind of face. And none of us really actually take time to really sit down and, and think about it. But, you know, what is making you overwhelmed? And I like to use the word overwhelmed because um, it occurred to me that when I was looking at a show the other day that this young man um, had several different types of responsibility. And I'll say he was probably about 20 and um, he just could not get motivated to do one single thing that he needed to do. So because he did not want to have the responsibility of making a decision on what to do, he decided not to do anything at all. And as you can imagine, his um, decision not to act at all, of course, impacted his overall ability to achieve his goal. And, you know, that's what we do sometimes. We look at our situation and we look at, you know, sometimes our problems and um, sometimes even our circumstances, whether it's work, a relationship, family, um, our own type of, um, you know, requirements that we place on ourselves. And we are overwhelmed at the fact that we may not be where we want to be at this point in time in our life, that, you know, we haven't accomplished this or, man, I have so many things that I need to do. Or, you know, man, I can't believe that my friend is, is so much farther along than I am. And we end up remaining in that same position because we fail to actually make any decision towards our progress. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I do a list and, um, you know, across the top, it's called to-do lists. And I like this list, not so much that it um, it's, it's strict, it's like, you know, so strict that I can't veer off from it, but I like it because it actually gives me some form of direction that I would like to take. And um, it tells me, you know, these are the things that, you know, I've worked on yesterday or today and the things that I need to work on maybe tomorrow or the next day. Now, the thing about the to-do list um, is that you can't put every single thing that you need on the list. There are going to be some things that are just not going to make it. But what you want to do is you want to definitely put the things that are going to have some type of a significant impact on your day on that list. You know, we wake up every single morning and the very first thing that we're faced with is the decision that we have to make, right? For instance, we're in the bed, we're sleeping, and nine times out of 10, there is some form of an alarm to wake you up. 
right? Now you can either hit the alarm button to turn it off, or you can hit the snooze button to, you know, get a few extra minutes of, of sleep or rest. Now, depending on, you know, your situation, you may not be able to make the decision to sleep a little bit longer, but you do it anyway. And therefore you wake up eventually and you're rushing because you're late or you're going to, you know, you're going to be late or you're falling behind. And therefore now we've created a sense of urgency and a sense of panic all because of the decision that we made. Right. So at the very first thing in the morning, we are making decisions and then we get out of the bed and we are faced with more decisions. Right. Um, unless you're one of these awesome people who decide what they're going to wear the night before, you have to decide what am I wearing today? You know, all of these things are decisions that we have to make. And these are things that are so um, minute and seemingly so unimportant, yet we do them every single day. We wouldn't put those types of things on our to-do list, right? Because they're so common that we know that they just need to be done. But then we go into our day and we begin to encounter other people. And the thing about encountering other people is you will take on some of those same, um, some of the same energy as the people that you come in contact with, right? So if you come into contact with a coworker who, for whatever reason, um, is just having a not so good morning. And, you know, you notice that they, you know, didn't speak to you and you may have had this issue before. And now you're feeling some kind of way, right? We have at that moment giving our decision-making capabilities over to someone else. And the reason why I say that is because now we've allowed how they reacted to our presence and or something we said to affect the decision that we need to make that's going to change our very life, right? And I say it's going to change our life only because, you know, the way we handle situations and problems and potential stressful um, circumstances is going to dictate exactly the outcome that we want. What I'm saying is, is that, you know, we don't want to give our power to decide to be in a good mood to someone else. We don't even want to give our power to decide to be in a not so good mood to someone else. We should always, and when I say we, I mean you and I, right, should always be of the mindset that we are going to remain in control of our emotions, right? I had a teacher that um, once said, and it was a poem, and I, you know, I've tried over the years to kind of really find this poem, but I, I haven't exactly found it yet. But, and if any of you guys know what the poem is, you know, please um, reach out to me on any of my social media um, platforms and just DM me the answer. But it goes, 
Uh, my mind is a pearl. I can do anything in the world. It's up to me, my attitude, the essence of learning, right? So when we say that, we have to understand that we can learn to choose to be in a good mood, right? Any behavior that we have in and of ourselves is a behavior that has been learned over time. It isn't something that you, you know, wake up um, from just one day and all of a sudden decide that you was just going to be, you know, a chipper, happy person, right? It's something that over time you have learned that no matter how difficult the circumstances may be, no matter how the odds may be stacked against me, no matter what my friends say, no matter what my um, family says, I know that I know that everything is going to work out for my good, right? Now, when we say that, we also have to keep in mind that that doesn't mean um, there won't be roadblocks along the way. And what I mean by roadblocks is, you know, maybe you will find yourself unemployed at some time. Maybe you will find yourself looking for um, a new relationship at some time. Maybe you will find yourself having to go back to school to learn a different skill than what you're currently doing. See, all of those things are minor setbacks, right? We'll call those little pit stops along the way. But I can guarantee you that if you choose not to make any decisions, that if you choose to just remain uh, in a place where you are allowing your emotions to rule your life or where you are allowing the emotions or the attitude or the energy of another person to dictate how you yourself is going to respond, then you will not experience the fullness of your life. You can't because you don't have any control over it. You don't have any um, direction of it. It's almost like, you know, a ship um, without a sail. You know, it's essentially going to just, you know, ride the waves and wherever the waves take it is where it, is, it will land, right? And that's not what we want to do. We want to have some direction. Um, we want to have some focus and we want to have some um objectives that we're trying to actually achieve now i've been reading a, a book and the book is amazing i'm not going to tell you the title of it right now but i do want to read um five of the things that they say in regards to self-confident formula and uh, um like I said, I'm not going to tell you what the book is at this moment. I will tell you in a later, some later episodes because I do want to do a couple of readings from the book before I give it to you to go and pick up yourself. So the very first one out of the self-confidence formula says, I know that I have the ability to achieve the objectives of my definite purpose in life. Therefore, I demand of myself persistence, continuous action towards its obtainment. And I here and now promise to take such, such action, right? So when you are persistent, when you are 
continuous in an action towards self-confidence building and or self-improvements, self-image building, you must make a promise to yourself that you will not be turned around. Now, you may be delayed in some instance, right? Because, you know, there may be some things along the way that are try to you know get in, in in your in your path and you know make you stumble or fall but you must remain steadfast and committed right you do not want to turn around one day and realize that you have traveled nowhere nobody wants to travel in a circle right we we know the story about um, people wandering in the wilderness, right? We can read it in the book of Genesis. They didn't do this for a day or so, but they did it for 40 years. That means right now today, if you are 40 and you can say you have not moved or progressed past the point when you was 19, that you need to get to work. Number two, in self-confidence building. Number two says, I realize the dominating thoughts in my mind will eventually reproduce themselves in outward physical action and gradually transform themselves into physical reality. Now, before I continue on in the um, part two of number two of the um, self-confidence formula, I just want to stop and talk about what it just said. Dominating thoughts, right? When something is dominating, that means that it is set above everything else that you are doing. It means that it is the strongest, that it is the most powerful, that it is above everything else. So my question to you is, what is your dominating thought? You know, what do you think about yourself every day? Do you say, oh, you know, I wish I was smarter because if I was, then I surely would make more money. Or man, I wish I was prettier because if I was prettier, I might, I would have the best relationship. Or do you say, oh my gosh, you know, I wish I was taller or not so fat because, you know, then I would have more friends. You know, what are the dominating thoughts that are constantly running through your mind every day? Now, the thing about number two, it tells us immediately that whatever you're thinking, right, whatever is your dominant thought, it will eventually manifest itself right? And it tells us that it will manifest itself in an outward. So that means now it has transformed from you thinking it to it being out. Whether you are speaking these things to other people, whether you are behaving in a certain manner, right? But it will eventually come on the outside. And it will could very well be physically, right? So maybe you will start dressing differently, where, you know, you uh, feel you're uncomfortable in some clothing. So you become, you know, more concealed or you decide to, you know, totally cover yourself and dress in a, in a, in a more, uh, a, a different fashion, right? 
Um, or it could be, you know, you don't think you're smart enough. So you're willing to accept, you know, a, a position um, that is you know, less than what you're what you're capable of actually achieving. So these things will start to uh, appear um, out of the consciousness of your mind into the actual physical arena of your life. The second half of two says, therefore, I will concentrate my thoughts for 30 minutes daily upon the task of thinking of the person I intend to become, thereby creating in my mind a clear mental picture of that person. Who are you, right? That's the question. Who are you? When you think about the person that you want to become, what do they look like? What do they look like? Where are they working? Are they owning their own business? What are they wearing? Are they traveling? Where do they like to eat? What are, what are they doing? Do they like to write? Do they like to read? Do they like to help, help children? Have you thought about the person that you would like to become? And guess what? If you are already that person that you would like to become, congratulations, right? Because very few people have taken the initiative to move beyond an ideal or a concept of who they would like to be into the actual physical manifestation of who they are at that moment. So, as a man thinketh, so he is, right? So, what we think is important because it will manifest itself on the outside. Number three in the self-confidence formula. Number three reads, I know through the principle of auto-suggestion that any desire I persistently hold in my mind will eventually Seek expression through some practical means of obtaining the object, right? We have heard stories at the story of, you know, singers saying, you know, I would stand in front of my mirror, you know, with my hairbrush and I would just sing like I was on the stage. That's what we have to do. We have to make this thing so real that it can do nothing but manifest itself into our reality. We have to constantly tell ourselves that this is real, that the thing that I am envisioning for my life is obtainable, right? But not only do we have to do that, we have to believe it. Now, I do have a series that I'm going to be doing, and it's going to be an online course. Um, and with the online course, you will also receive membership into the private Facebook group called Watch, Watch Me Grow, as well as access to four free group coaching sessions. And this course is going to be completely online, so you could take it um, at any time that you need. Um, and in any uh, location, um, you know, using any means, whether it's on your phone or your notebook or your laptop or computer, 
and um, it's totally self-paced. The one thing that I really love about the, pro the program, and of course, I'm still developing it right now, is the fact that it's almost like a live coaching session. And I wanted it to feel that way because I, I just know it's important for people to not only understand the steps, but to also feel the connection in a process. So as soon as it's available, I will um, I'll come back to the podcast. I'll announce it. I'll put links to it and so on and so forth so that you'll be able to actually um, take the course. Part B of number three says, therefore, I will devote 10 minutes daily to demanding of myself the development of self-confidence, right? That's what standing in front of that mirror, singing as if you're on stage does. It develops your self-confidence. Why? Because when the real thing occurs, you already know what it feels like. You already know how it feels to perform before those people because in your self-conscious mind, it had already been accomplished. So, act as if it's already done. There's a saying that says already, but not yet. That means that it's already been designed for you. It just has not been manifested in your life. And you say, well, how can I bridge the gap between the thing already being authorized in my life and me actually having access to it. And it can all be boiled down to a five-letter word. Faith. Faith. You have to believe that you can obtain it. It's already in your life. You just can't access it. Already, but not yet. Number four in the self-confidence formula. Number four says... I have clearly written down a description of my definite chief aim in life. I will never stop trying until I have developed sufficient self-confidence for its attainment. What is your chief aim? Have you written it down? What does it look like? Man, I tell you, when I begin to describe some things, honey, I feel like I am like, you know, you feel like I am just putting you right in the midst of it. And the reason why is because it's so real to me, right? That's how your description should look. What is your chief aim? What is your chief goal? What is your chief vision? Right? That's what it is, a vision. A vision is something that doesn't go away right? It is that thing in your life that drives you day, month, and year after year. It is that one thing that you will fight tooth and nail for and never get tired. What is that? What is your vision? Right? It's important for us to understand that because in that vision, 
is your purpose. It's your purpose. So what I want to do is I want you to write down your chief aim, your chief objective. What and how do you see yourself? What is your purpose? Write it down and be specific about it. Don't be vague. Don't say, well, I just want to, you know, be well off and not worry about anything. Oh, no. Tell me some details. How are you going to get there? What are you going to do? Where are you going to be living? Is anyone else going to be around you? Are you going to be by yourself? Are you going to stay in the same city? You know, all these things are important, right? Because they all play into who you really are, what you really want. You know, it does no good for you to say, man, I want all the money in the world. And then you lose your mind and, you know, you're out somewhere in the wilderness. So we want to be specific. We want to make certain that we gather enough detail and information so that, you know, when we read this thing, it's like we're reading a story that's already happening. Right. That's what we want to do. That was number four. Number five in the self-confidence formula reads, I fully realize that no wealth or position can long endure unless built upon truth and justice. Now, what I want to say in this is that whatever it is that you're thinking or whatever it is that you're trying to obtain, you know, you want it to be legit. You don't want it to be something that, you know, the law can come into your house or bust down your door and, and snatch it all from you, right? That's what this means. When it sells, it it, it can't be uh, built upon anything that is illegally or ill-fully gained, right? It can't be anything that's going to hurt, harm, or enslave another person, right? Because those types of things don't last very long. And even if they do last a long time, guess what? It will eventually come to an end. And then it says, therefore, I will engage in no transaction that does not benefit all whom it affects. I will succeed by attracting to myself the forces I wish to use and the cooperation of other people, right? We need people in our life. We need people in our journey. We need people because people need us. You know, there's this is not a, a, a solitary endeavor. It, it has to be done through connections um, and connections um, that bind you together in a common purpose. Right. So, you know, um, look for those avenues when you can. You know, there could be a person right on the side of you who's looking for the skills that you possess or vice versa. There could be someone right on the side of you who possess the skills that you've been looking for. So we don't want to just confine ourselves to our own four little walls. We want to share, right? Because when we share, we also receive. And then it says, I will induce others to serve me because of my willingness to serve others. Look to see how you can be of service to someone. That should be our chief aim, right? 
How can I be of service to you? I will eliminate hatred, envy, jealousy, selfishness, and cynicalism by developing love for all humanity because I know that a negative attitude towards others can never bring me success. One of the things that we have to totally get out of the mindset of is that there is not enough to go around. That one person is going to just take everything and we'll be left with nothing. It's not designed to be that way. There is more than enough for everyone. And we should celebrate the accomplishments that we see other people achieve, right? Because that means that if they did it, so can you, so can I, right? There's no limits to anything that we can do if we believe we can do it, right? Already, but not yet. The second other thing in um, five says, I will cause others to believe in me because I will believe in them and in myself. I will sign my name into this formula, commit it to memory, and repeat it aloud once a day with full faith that it will gradually influence my thoughts and actions so that I will become self-reliant and successful person. Five steps to the self-confidence formula. I want you guys to please repeat this as many times as you need. Um, it's one of those series that, you know, just randomly came to me as I was sitting here today, but I felt that it was so important that it needed to be said. You can also find me and follow me um, on Facebook at the 30 Minute Life Coach Warren, on Twitter at the 30 Minute Life Coach, and also on Instagram at the 30 Minute Life Coach. My username on Instagram is 